Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi guys, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture. Very pleased to say I am joined now by the legend that is Biggie. Biggie, thank you so much for taking time to chat to us today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, no, great to have you on and, and great to talk to you about this fantastic Kickstarter project of yours, Our Heroes Rock. For those people who are maybe a little bit unaware about it, tell us a little bit more about it. So this all started for me, uh, I think, so after the murder of George Floyd, uh, so many of us were really hit by it. And me especially, it, it was honestly the first time that the death of someone that I had never met, that I didn't know, really felt very personal. And I think a lot of it had to do also with the pandemic and the fact that we don't have these distractions. We don't have like, it's not like, hey, I have a flight to catch in two hours. I'm sad, but I got to get out of here. You know, we had, we had time to sit and think and uh, it just kept weighing on me. And I, I kept thinking about all the societal problems and systemic racism and all these things that feel so weighty and massive and unrootable. And I thought, you know what, I may not be able to topple this system, but I can do something. And so for me, uh, one of the things that I've really come to love in my job with pro wrestling is that you can use your wrestling gear to say something, to express something. And we've been using that oftentimes in the new day to express us being blurred, black nerds, and our affinity uh, for, for culture and anime. And uh, I felt like using our gear to make a statement, um, whether that be solidarity or education, I felt it was important. So, uh, you know, for a while, you know, we had all this free time and I was just kind of going to walk daily to kind of clear my head or just think. And it kind of became this meditative thing. And during one of my walks, I kept thinking, man, what about doing something akin to schoolhouse rock, but for important black figures? And I know in my educational experience, so often, Black history is just confined to February. And it's Martin Luther King, it's Rosa Parks, and maybe slavery, and that's it, we move on. But Black history is such a massive part of not just the world's history, but it also very much uh, of, uh, it's a huge part of the fabric of 
American history. And uh, I felt like these are stories that need to be told more often, that our history is so much more than just two people. And those two people did incredible things, but uh, there's so many more stories to be told. And uh, I had so many conversations with so many of my other black friends and family members and uh, we all kind of came to the same conclusion that it wasn't until college or maybe even later in life that we'd heard some of the names like Ida B. Wells or Ruby Bridges. And we felt like, you know, this is a travesty. So um, I just thought it would be really cool to represent so many of these figures in a schoolhouse rock style, that style of art. And uh, I gotta give all hats off to Jonathan Davenport, who is incredible. He's been designing our gear since 2015, and he's worked with Woods even before then. And uh, so I just reached out to Jonathan and I said, you know what, if we did this idea, and this wasn't an art style that he'd really worked in before, but he's so incredible that he can just kind of do his homework, do his research and jump into it. So I remember at first I gave him like two or three names then through like three or four more. And then, you know, very soon we were at 17. It's like, hey man, I, I don't think we can trim this down here. 17 names, can you find a way to fit them all uh, on my gear or my entrance jacket? And we did the same thing with, with uh, Woodson Cove's gear as well. And I thought the, the gear was really well received. We got a lot of good feedback. And uh, we kept thinking, you know, this is pretty cool, but this could, this could be a little bit more, but we didn't know where to go with it. And then uh, my really good buddy, Andreas Hale, uh, who he's a writer, he's worked at BT, he works at The Zone now, Sporting News. Um, he's published, he's done a bunch of incredible things and has worked as an activist too. And he's someone we actually had on our podcast right after the, the death of George Floyd. And we had this conversation with him because we wanted to have someone who had actually worked in this, who was knowledgeable. And I thought he, he did such a killer job really putting more context behind our fears and our anxieties. But anyways, we had uh, Andreas kind of, you know, reached out to me and said, this should be way more. So the three of us kind of got together and we put our heads together and we came up with this idea to do a short film, to use hip hop, to use science fiction, to use animation, to tell the story of one of our black heroes. And that's Ruby Bridges. Sort of, I had a great quote. It's like a, a Smithsonian of the future, basically, with just showcasing all of this. Uh, and I was hoping when we, we were chatting about getting you on, I was hoping to have you on and give a give a big push to this Kickstarter project and get it over the target. You've smashed it already. You hit the target on your birthday, a hell of a birthday present. Now you are hoping to hit your stretch goal and get a, a top-notch music producer on board. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think because of the nature of Kickstarter, um, it's all or nothing. So we wanted to make sure we had a goal that we could actually hit. And we felt pretty good with 75,000. But Honestly, realistically, we, we might need closer to double that to tell the story that we want to in the right way. And Ruby Bridges' story is so incredible. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, she was born in 1954, which is the same year as Brown versus Board of Education was passed. And, and that was supposed to end segregation in schools in the United States. But several states, and especially in the South, were very resistant. And so in 1960, when she was only six years old, and you see these pictures of this little girl, just imagine the six-year-old child who was thrust into the situation that was so much bigger than a little child should have to go through. Uh, a school in New Orleans, she integrated for the first time. And her story to me is so compelling because it not just tells the story of this brave little black girl, but it tells a story too of, she had one teacher who, who was the only one who actually said, I will teach you. Everyone else, there were teachers who quit their jobs, who refused. Um, there was so much uproar around her, but for, for a whole year, a whole school year, it was just Ruby 
and this one white teacher. And I think it's such an incredible message because it shows you that you can be young and you can be brave and you can do something that seems bigger than you. But also it tells you that, hey, you, you might not be black, but as, as a non-black person, you can stand up for what's right. You can help others in need. Um, so there's so, so many elements uh, of her story that just felt right. But yeah, man, the, the Kickstarter has gone exceptionally well. And I'm so grateful for all the people who have helped spread the word, who have helped back our project and who have checked it out. Uh, I'm so grateful for that. But we still have uh, more work to do. And, and you know, we, we uh, are actually ending our campaign right after WrestleMania. I think April 12th is the end of our campaign. So uh, please feel free to continue spreading the word, backing us and doing all those things because uh, we have more work to do. Yeah, ourheroesrock.org if you want to go and donate to that. I know you're just about to hit your stretch goal. And like you say, uh, any donations are very much appreciated. And there's obviously reward tiers, et cetera, et cetera, if you want to go and uh, check that out, ourheroesrock.org. It's clearly something you're incredibly passionate about. Um, it's about, like you say, presenting heroes of black history who are some of your heroes growing up then man uh there are so many uh i would say for me as a kid i think I, the kind of the shame i have is that i didn't learn some of these names until i was older in life and so i remember like as, as a young kid it's it's martin luther king you're taught about and and i think that's an incredible story but i also as i got a little bit older i learned to gravitate towards a Malcolm X and uh, just, you know, how defiant he was. But I wish I had known about, say, Fred Hampton. And there's an incredible movie about Fred Hampton. Uh, it's, I think, in the States, it's on HBO Max right now. Uh, it's called Judas and the Black Messiah. And so Fred Hampton was murdered at 21. And that man, that's he was so young, such a young man. And I think too often the Black Panthers were vilified. But one of the things that we don't mention enough is the Black Panthers were the ones who started uh, free breakfast programs to make sure that the kids were fed. And there's so many, and that's, that's another thing that, that I've tried to, to address and help out more, with more is addressing food insecurity. Because with the pandemic, you had so many kids who were getting lunches, who were getting breakfast, who were getting meals at schools. And now they, they don't have that same opportunity to be regularly fed. Um, so when you look at inequality, when you look at systemic inequity, there are just so many facets beyond just police brutality. It starts at housing and 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 jobs and there's so many elements of it. But uh, I wish as a kid that I had known about someone like Fred Hampton or Lorraine Hansberry. Uh, you know, there's just there's so many of these names that I think I would have really gravitated to. So many incredible stories, people who were incredibly brave. And that's essentially that's why we want to bring this Kickstarter uh, project to life, because I think Fred Hampton has an incredible story. And his his ending is is beyond tragic to see that he was killed, you know, in his bed. He was uh, sleeping um, a man who really fought to better his community. And I think that's an incredible story. And there's so many more stories. Uh, too. So we, we hope to, to address many of those. Yeah, exactly. This could be start of something absolutely amazing. If you want to go and support it, as I said, ourheroesrock.org. Uh, every donation really helps towards this fantastic project. Now we uh, moved it to the wrestling now. You're, of course, returning to SmackDown this week uh, after missing because of injury for a couple of weeks. How are you feeling? And well, how are you feeling about the, the new version of Apollo Crews we've seen on TV recently? I'm, I'm feeling good, man. I'm ready to get back. I'm ready to get after it. Uh, I will have to say, uh, you know, I think Apollo has, uh, he stepped up, man. I'll give him that. Uh, he's one of those guys who I think too often, 
you see is extremely talented and never gets that opportunity. And it's, it's a what could have been. And my hope for him is that no one has to ask those questions anymore, that there's no what could have been with Apollo, that we get to see him hit that ceiling. Because for me, man, it's iron sharpens iron. I think there's some, some people, some talent, some wrestlers who want to make sure the limelight is always on them. But when you have the best feuds, when you have the best opponents, that just makes you better. And that's what I want. I, I don't want to just be able to easily roll through everyone uh, handed to me. I, I want to fight the best. I want to be in the ring with the best. I want people to remember, like the same way that people still hit us up about the, the Usos matches from three, four years ago. I want that as a singles. I want that with Apollo. I want feuds that, that people are like excited to see. And, and that's been something that, that's been really, it's been cool to see, even though we're, you know, you know things have gotten heated between us. I will commend him for stepping up. I'll commend him for, for taking that opportunity to not just do the same old thing. And I think he's, he's in that midst of, of finding his footing as a character. You know, he was a guy who always had a great look. He could always do incredible things. You, you see a guy who can effortlessly do moonsaults and can gorilla press people. Uh, it, much like Cesaro, that, that, I love that combination of strength and uh, speed. Like that to me is you got like your, a perfect wrestler all in one with, with a guy like Cesaro when you when a guy can do so many facets of that and there's so much of of that in Apollo of a guy who can blend all these styles so well and for him it was just a matter of finding that opportunity character wise and entertainment wise and promo wise to really find a lane. And he is right now, he's carving that path and it's cool to see. And uh, as much as I look forward to whooping his ass, I also am looking forward to, to seeing him grow uh, as a character. Yeah, it's it's obviously, or I assume it has been a relatively tough time for you on, on SmackDown, being apart from, from Kofi and Woods, uh, of course. But it must be such an exciting time as well because there is so, so much talent on the blue brand. You look across the title pictures, whether it be uh, the women's title or the, the, the Intercontinental title or the, the world title. They, there's so much excitement about what's going on there as we head towards WrestleMania. No, completely, man. We got so many guys who, if you look at the guys who've kind of crossed paths with, with Roman lately or who have just gotten more opportunities lately, man, there's so many guys who you could see believably holding a world title. Like I mentioned Cesaro. There's Brian. There's Kevin Owens. Uh, you see how Jey Uso has stepped up. We have so many guys of that caliber who now are conceivable. Like, it, it makes sense to see them in that world title picture. You know, uh, there's a ton of talent on SmackDown. So many future Hall of Famers, so many really talented people. And uh, I really like our show. I like the, the people we have on it. I like uh, the women's side, too. It's been so heartwarming to see Bianca get the opportunities she deserves. She's a one of one. Seeing a woman uh, with that kind of athleticism who just owns, like she knows who she is. She is unabashedly her. And I love that. She's incredible and it's so inspiring uh, to see Sasha continue to not just get to the top and coast, but to see her continue to have outstanding performance after outstanding performance. Uh, and now you have like, Bailey is almost, I don't want to say on the periphery, but she's she's done an incredible job too. And she's not even really in that conversation right now. Um, but she's finding new ways to reinvent herself. And it's so incredible to me to look back at Bailey and think there's so many people who saw her as wow, that's a lifetime baby face. 
That's someone who like a Ricky Steamboat who will always make kids smile. Who that's that's her role, and she's going to nail it. But then she finally gets this opportunity to be a heel, and she's knocked it out the park, man. She's reinvented herself in an incredible way, and that to me, that stuff is really inspiring. When I see people from different divisions and from all across the the, the company continue to find ways to grow and to show different facets of themselves. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, now we're, of course, on the road to WrestleMania, which will have fans in attendance. Uh, you must be so excited to have fans back there, you know, uh, uh, far more than we've seen uh, over the past year, really. What have you missed most about, about having fans or not having fans there? Man, fans are everything. And it can, it can sound cliche, and I get it, but in pro wrestling, that's one of the first things that you learn to do. Like, that's the basis of our business is fan reaction, the ability to control a crowd, to get them to boo, to cheer, to laugh. That is the essence of what we do. And the Thunderdome has been, that's our best plan B. That's our best, like, hey, sorry guys, it's a pandemic. We're giving you the best we can. I think they've uh, they've done a great job putting a ton of money into that and making it look as good as possible. Um, and, and of course, like health and safety is, is something that's vitally important. And, you know, we. I don't know how you scoff at 500,000 people in this country alone 
dying because of coronavirus. So it's something that, uh, you know, I'm all for taking as much time as we need to make sure this is under control first. But uh, I'm really excited to be able to perform in front of fans again. It's also it's my hometown. You know, I'm, I'm born and raised in Tampa. I still live here. Um, so it's going to be pretty cool to be at Raymond James, a place that like I played my high school football all star game there when I was, what, 18, uh, no, 17. Uh, I've been there for, for a bowl game in college. So Raymond James feels very much like and I, I like I joked with the with the guys on our podcast with Kofi and Woods that I helped build Raymond James because there was like a, at the time when they went from the old sombrero to Raymond James, there was a little tax that they used to uh to help build the stadium and as as a tampa native i feel like you know i i helped build it uh in a way so it's gonna be really cool to have fans there and uh i'm excited because like i said man fans are your barometer i miss that barometer they tell you if something is good or if something is bad they give you that instant live feedback and i love that one town that we can be in la or we can be in London, we can be in Tokyo, and every crowd will be different. And that's what I love about pro wrestling in our industry. And uh, hopefully, when this pandemic is under control, we can get back to doing that regularly. Yeah, exactly. I've got to say, I loved your uh, WWE 24. I know you said yourself said you're too embarrassed. You don't like watching people heap praise upon you, but it's absolutely fantastic and a wonder, wonderful story about you coming through uh, the system and, and from the beginnings, like you say, of, of football and then wrestling it's amazing you, i didn't realize quite how any I, I don't want to say luck because you've worked incredibly hard but you, you know it's the coincidences and the things that that gave you those opportunities that you seized it's it's astonishing yeah man it's this is the story of my life every really big thing uh that i wanted kind of came out of nowhere and i just lucked into it so uh you know one of the reasons that i want to do more to give back now is i feel like so many people gave to me there's yeah. so many people who bless me, um, who really, you know, there's, I really believe there's no making it alone. There's, there's not like getting to any good point in your life. There are people who influenced you directly or indirectly. And I'm so grateful for, for all those people. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate because it's, uh, I, I tell people too, when I was 22 years old, if you asked me to list a hundred jobs, 200 jobs, I'm telling you pro wrestler would not be on the list. It, it would not. Yeah, it's I never in terms of in terms of like, you know, you talk about doing football and things like that and then just just sort of stumbling into to wrestling. What? Yeah. What other jobs were, were, were you considering? So I was in grad school at the time and um, I wanted to be an athletic director. That, that was my so I my plan was actually, OK, spend one more year because I was uh, I had one year uh, completed on my master's. I was probably going to spend another year uh, getting my master's. And then I was contemplating going to school to work on my doctorate, which would have been another, you know, five years of being poor. And then, you know, hoping to, to work in an athletic department somewhere or possibly teach. And all of a sudden, my life just kind of went elsewhere. And I, when I first got to school, uh, to college, I was pre-med for a little bit, for a little bit. And then I very quickly realized this is not for me. Pre-med kicked my ass. Uh, uh, but, you know, I was kind of, there was definitely that period in my life when I was like 22, 23, where I was just, my head was kind of spinning. It's like, what do I do with my life now? I, I had no idea. So I'm, I'm beyond grateful for this because when I'm in a ring or when I'm at, at work, I feel like this is what I'm meant to be doing. I'm, I'm at the right spot. It, this feels like the place I'm supposed to be. And uh, I never would have fathomed you know, I've been doing this for almost 12 years and uh, it's been a blessing and I'm grateful for it. 
And there was me thinking the wrestling mailman gimmick was based on something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Now, it was uh, an idea. You were talking uh, recently, I, I saw on another podcast uh, about, you know, how thankful you are for the new day because, the, you know, the 24th special itself uh, it sort of charts the way that you kind of lost your way a little bit and you weren't sure. And then obviously this, this amazing friendship and uh, relationship with Woods and Kofi uh, just burst you back onto the scene. Uh, and there's talk, obviously, in that documentary as well about you potentially being involved in The Shield early. If you could have been a member of any other wrestling stable of any time, which one would you have liked to have been a part of? Oh, this might feel like a lazy answer, but uh, the Nation of Domination was yes. that was that was that was the one as a kid. I just liked uh, their presence. I was also a huge Ron Simmons fan because, for one, I grew up a big Florida State fan as you know as a as a Florida kid, and he was I think he was a Heisman uh, Trophy candidate which if you don't know, is almost impossible to do as a nose tackle. He was one of the best defensive linemen uh, to, to, ev to ever do it. Uh, so Ron Simmons uh, was, was my guy. And just again, like Mark Henry, who was one of the strongest men to ever walk the earth. So from, from that standpoint too, just really being into his strength stuff, they just were cool. I mean, it's, it really just boils down to that. They, those guys were just real cool. And you go back and watch their stuff now, and they're just massive human beings. My God, they're all like Delos are smallest, and Delos not tiny. No. They're all just <laughs> massive humans. So yeah, I'd say the Nation of Domination, which uh, is kind of what we wanted to be initially. That's essentially what the New Day was. That was Woods's very first pitch was doing essentially a Nation of Domination 2.0, and the writers all kind of just laughed at him. And uh, when we came out, the very first time you see us in, I think we're in Miami. In 2014, that summer, uh, and he's wearing that white and red suit. That's that's what we wanted the faction to be. And he, it's funny because at the time it was not funny, but he comes out and he cuts his promo about like the smiling and the laughing, and that's all over. Now, like it was supposed to be the start of something pretty militant, and then you know, and within a few short months, we're doing everything that he mentioned to the nth degree <laughs> clapping as, as absurdly as we can, but thankfully we were able to turn things around and uh, we ended up. Okay. Things are all right for us. Yes. I was going to say starts off nation domination cuts to Vince saying, you're going to be a bunch of preachers. And then it cuts yeah. to you guys falling out of a box of bootios and wearing unicorn horns. Who can, who can imagine these sorts of things. Now, one thing I had to ask you about, I was doing a bit of digging. Is it true that you made an Arn Anderson dating profile, or is that, have I completely misheard this? No, it's true. So I, I think, I, I don't know if I, I think I first said it on the podcast and I love Arn, by the way. And I don't think, I, I never told him this. And it was just something, so we would always, Celeste and I, uh, who worked with WWE's Caitlin, uh, as one of my best friends. Uh, and we just, we just would do things to, it's the road, you know, you do things to entertain yourself. And we loved Arn. And for some reason, the thought of, uh, Arn being on a dating uh, website was real funny to us. This is probably like seven years ago. So I think I, I ended up making a quick dating profile for Arn, but I never responded to any of the messages. I don't even think I used his name as Arn. At the time, it was very funny, but now when I think about it, it seems real childish and and not as funny. But at the time, it really made me giggle. So uh, I apologize to, to Arn. I love, I love you, Arn, and, and, and I miss you. It would have made the weirdest episode of Catfish I think I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. That's some weird ones out there. <laughs>
Um, now, of course, everyone knows about you being asked about facing any opponent and about the whole Goldberg thing, which is just just hilarious. That that is something that entertains the What Culture Office on a regular. We've been recently with uh, with Randy Orton and, and, and Soldier Boy, more sort of celebrity beef. So I wanted to ask you if you could have a, a dream match with any celebrity, who would you, who would you like to face? Man, that is a good question. I really haven't given it a ton of thought, but uh, man, you, you kind of stopped me here. I don't think I've been asked this one in a while. Let me think of a celebrity I want to have a match with. Uh, I would think, I was thinking like rapper, because I really love yep. rap and staying in that rap lane. Wale is my guy, so I wouldn't, I can't face Wale, but um, maybe he's, he, he uh, this is a bad answer because no one else. I'm going to say Freddie Gibbs because uh, I think uh, Gibbs is a, a really talented rapper that I really enjoy. And I'm sure a lot of people who are looking for, um, you know, a name that they would recognize would be disappointed by this. But uh, if you don't like Freddie Gibbs and you like rap or you haven't heard of Freddie Gibbs, listen to Freddie Gibbs. He's very talented. And I think he'd be a, a solid pro wrestler. So let's go with Freddie Gibbs because I don't really have another good answer. That's was, my answer. Yeah, I went down the same lane because I saw you talking about uh, you know, rappers and stuff and potential matches. And I just went for the, the whitest possible answer. I was like, Big E, Jay-Z, job done. There we go. <laughs> well, Jay-Z, I'll respect to Jay-Z, but he's, you know, the man's in his 50s. Yeah. And I know they're, they're wrestlers around doing their thing in their, in their later years, but that's, you know, I don't think Jay-Z's out there taking bumps. You know what I'm saying? I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's anything that we can even foresee happening. The Soldier Boy thing sounds absurd. But I could actually see that being a thing. Maybe next mania. You never know in this business. You never know. Those bow wows calling people out left, right, and center as well. It's, it's there's awful. bow wow too, and you know, Bad Bunny's been killing it. So yeah. it's and I. If you asked me a, a year ago, uh, I never would have fathomed that. The fact that he's been training evidently at the PC, from what I hear, and uh, has been on Raw regularly is. This is a. These are all very strange times. Very bizarre times. Very very weird. Uh, finally, you talked a little bit about WrestleMania 38. There, whispers. I know it's it's a long way off, and uh, many things may change before then. But what, what do you reckon to the idea of a, a match between yourself and, and Roman Reigns that Universal Championship? Because I think it would be a, a nailed on main event for next year. Yeah, that's uh, that's the goal. You know, that's the goal to uh, to be in that that tier uh to be at the very top uh i think roman's done done a stellar job everyone's you know stellar isn't even uh a good enough superlative to, to describe uh how much he's elevated himself even though he was already at the top uh and i and i think uh his presentation the promos the character stuff all that stuff has been really cool to see and uh he's been killing it so uh you know much respect to, to him but yeah man I, I think that would be as far as if, if i had could pick any opponent that that would be the one that would be the one so hopefully by next year he's still got the title and uh that would you know if he's at a that'd be over 400 days and uh we'll see we'll see there's a lot a lot that can happen from now uh from now till then but yeah that would be it well exciting times ahead best of luck uh, on your return to SmackDown, on the road to WrestleMania, of course. Uh, and like we mentioned earlier, if you want to support this fantastic cause of Big E's, ourheroesrock.org. Uh, Big E, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat to What Culture. And hopefully we'll speak to you again very soon. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. 
We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to (laughs) pretend that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.